Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker. We're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. And we are back. This is the second to last show before our big Christmas break. We will be off all next week because, hey, it's Christmas and uh, it's my show, so I can do whatever the hell I want. So deal with it. My name is John Crump. You know who I am? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, I'm just waking up to tell you the truth. I was sleeping, so whatever. Okay, we are brought to you by Task Tusk, the cryptocurrency with the firearms market in mind. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. And we are also sponsored by Black Swan Tactical. Black Swan Tactical is my t-shirt shop, and we got a lot of really cool designs coming out. So check us out at blackswantactical.com. Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And our title sponsor today is JFD Supply. JFD Supply has everything you need to build a working gun, I guess, where you can get a P80 kit, you have parts, slides, whatever you need that you have there. And if you want to support us in other ways, you can go to patreon.com slash John Crump. Let me bring on my co-host. He is the guy that crashes a lot. Flying rich. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> got to get you the right audio. Yeah, you do get it out. Okay, and uh, our guest for the day is Mr. Snow. Also known Good John, evening, all. John Snow from Game of Thrones. Okay. First, let, 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 me, let me tell you guys that uh, it's great to, guys, to have you guys here. I am freaking exhausted i just woke up literally like three minutes ago but i'm here with you guys and i'm excited that's why i'm kind of out of it still because i'm not fully awake yet but i did have a conversation a couple hours ago with rich's daughter oh <laughs> and i found out a few things one uh-oh she thinks Rich sucks at ed- editing because he uses free software only. Mm-hmm. Two, Rich makes her film everything. Uh, no. Uh, everything is like two things. Three, Rich uses her equipment. Twice, like twice, maybe once. And the most interesting thing I found out is that Rich tries to promote the show with all their friends which really embarrasses I so her i so don't because <laughs> what would her friends want it well that, that was her point that her friends are yeah. not interested at yeah. all but you keep on promoting to her friends. No, a bunch of teenage girls do not want to know anything about tech guns or cars but then why do you always try to promote your show to them i don't that's because not what they she said. have boyfriends. 
I can just imagine, Rich. Hey, you guys want to see a, a bullpup Glock? And we'll probably shut down. All right. It's, a, it's, <laughs> it's important that your daughters know that you have the ability. You know, all of her friends and all of her friends that maybe of the male persuasion need to know your capability. I think this is a very valid strategy. That, well, that is true. He can be like, I can build a gun that no one will know exists. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the ghost gun. Do you understand what that means? <laughs> <laughs> so Skylar brought this one guy home. And... <laughs> We we agreed, and it's it's funny. Friends of the family said, "Don't you understand? She brought this guy home to punish you." You know, this was absolutely. Not, my wife and I we we had a little quick shot. We're like, we're not going to say anything bad about this guy because if we do, she's going to like really cling to this guy. So we're just like, "Hey, how's it going, man?" Blah blah blah. So after a couple of months of that, and she was like, you mean you're okay with him? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Maybe you'll go shoot with us. So I, I came home from shooting one day, showed him my phone and a picture of, you know, the, the Smurf target with like a fist size hole shot through the center of it. And I said, I was thinking to you, he never came back again. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Bad Boys? Where- Which one? The the one where uh, Martin Lawrence's uh, um, daughter's boyfriend comes over. Oh. She's not on a date, and him and yeah, Will I, Smith I think are there. I, I don't know that I've ever seen an entire Bad she, Boys movie. He will be again. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. <laughs> the kind of the then he's like, all right, have fun. All right, so... I'll just put this up here. Ooh. Ooh, so uh, we have, we're talking about all this crap. And we have an extreme Wait, wait, what's guest. that thing on the bottom? All right, I should point the, it that way. That a way. 1022? Yeah. Just a 1022 in a wood stock. So it's oh, our original didn't... Ruger stock. We, okay. Uh, and that was like one of the first ones I did. All right. Well, all right, let's, so, well, let's tell cool. everyone who you are first. This is oh, right. uh, Mr. Snow, uh, 3D. Gun printer extraordinaire who prints everything in white. If you haven't noticed, maybe that's why he's snow. Almost everything in white. I've noticed. Well, there's some polymer 80s in there, but yeah, everything comes out in white. And there there are rationales beyond branding to that. Uh, white is a wonderful color to, to develop a firearm in because I can see where the failures are going to be. If you print everything in black, it's actually, you can hide some cracks. Uh, you're going to hide some rub marks that it's way easier to locate Rich. where your failures are going to be when they're bright white. There's also some 3D printing lore that's true in the fact that white filaments have the most additives there are. So white is actually one of the most difficult colors to print in because it is full of titanium dioxide. That's actually what brings the white pigment in there. And white mm-hmm. is a little bit more difficult to print with. Uh, so if we can do it in white, we're going to be able to pre- be pretty good anywhere else. So I, I was just looking at the t- Woodstock 1022 on the bottom and doing the Sesame Street thing in my brain. One of these things is not like the others. Well, then you got the um, poly- polymer 80s up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, the next one up from the 1022, what is that bolt action? Uh, that's a Savage uh, Mark II FR, FVSR. So it's still a 22, uh, but that okay. is a, a custom chassis, really. So that is a, a serialized firearm, but yet the chassis is all 3D printed. In, is that two pieces? Is the What am I seeing? Yeah, so there's two pieces there because this, this whole thing is about 350 millimeters long. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be able to cut it up to be able to fit it on an Ender 3. So that's one of the things that I, I try to do when possible, even though I'm in the process of building some massive 3D printers. Um, one of the goals is to do stuff that is as accessible as possible. So one of the things we do is we try to design around the Ender 3, the kind of like baseline machine that you can pick up for 100 bucks when it's on sale and, and make this whole enterprise as accessible as possible. Same reason why I generally try to stick with PLA Plus, one of the easiest, cheapest 
most filaments you can get. Uh, I'm not getting into the carbon fiber nylons or Talman 910s because to me, this is about accessibility for everybody. If I want a gun that's going to last forever, I'm going to make it out of metal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just want to give a big shout out to JFD Supply. JFD Supply is the reason why I'm going to shot. And this weekend, if, you, if you're in Oaks, Pennsylvania, which is near Philadelphia, come by the Oaks Gun Show. JFD has a bunch of people going up to that gun show, including me, Flying Rich, uh, uh, Dark, uh, Tony Simon, um, Shooting Gallery New Shooting England. Shooting Gallery New England. Uh, Maj Torre uh, is going to be there as well. Maj, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, Putang Clan. Putang. Even Rob Pincus is going to be there. Rob Pincus, P80 Ralph. P80 Ralph, yeah. So, a bunch whole, of. A whole bunch of people. A bunch of really cool people that's going to be there. It's going to be big. It's going to be a small little get together of the home builders. So, John, I'm probably going to rip through your your town about like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. Friday morning. So I'm also in Florida, as Rich is pointing that out for everybody, a <laughs> um, couple hours north of him. And, yeah, we'll we'll be heading out there. Oh, you're Florida going to? Is, I'm, no, I'm not going to make this one. Wow. I've, I've been on the road quite a bit last week hunting, and uh, I do have a day job outside of content and guns. Um, so got to run the storefront, as it were. The two eighty prints will be there. Oh, by the way, um, I saw. Didn't you take out um, a deer or something with a three D printed gun? I did. So that was my last week's uh, big adventure was being able to go deer hunting. My father and I, and as far as we can tell, in all the circles that I travel in, I might actually be the first person to harvest a deer with a three D printed firearm. Okay, now, um, now, when you went hunting with your father, and uh, he was pulling out his rifle, did you pull out your rifle and, and said, "I printed this"? Oh, I mean, my my father knows what I do. Uh, he he's right here with me doing a lot of this stuff, so we have oh, okay. a good time. So that was cool. a uh, that's a Hoffman Tactical in seven six two by thirty nine, and. Um, a small little Georgia doe that happened to come across the sites that evening. Um, and it's a wonderful experience to be able to, to have that. It, it was, it, it kind of hits on a lot of metrics. There's a lot of points there that, you know, people that say AR 15s aren't for hunting. Well, I can beg to differ. And people that say that, you know, ghost guns have no practical purpose. Well, we've got practical purpose. We've got meat on the table from a 3d printed AR 15 ghost gun. Nice. So, but I I haven't printed any Hoffman Tactical stuff. That I think that is just super cool. I'm I'd love to do a nine and you know like an AR fifteen on that. Yeah, there's lots of options for that, and I know that uh, Hoffman Tactical is in the process right now of developing a standalone nine millimeter lower. So not so right now you could do like a standard five five six lower and put in like an Indo mag. Or mm-hmm. buy one of PSA's conversion kits, but uh, Hoffman is working also on a dedicated. So um, the front pins, you just print like horizontal the a block that bolts on the front for the front takedown pins. Yeah, so Hoffman designed it in a way that it's where those are the high stress and failure points. Mm-hmm. So if it's yeah. gonna break, that's where it's gonna break. Is generally around those pins or the buffer tower. That's where the AR-15 is gonna break. So by building that modularity to it, it means you can replace a lot of that stuff ah, uh, if, if possible. Okay. He, he also generally, he, uh, Hoffman actually sells some of uh, those parts that then you can, he does them out of, uh, I think he does them out of, I can't remember, if, uh, I can, a, a bit of more exotic material, like a carbon fiber, not a carbon fiber, um, some type of nylon material. Oh, okay. Because I, I thought I saw that stuff for sale, and I, I didn't. I'm like, then it looked like I saw it was printed. I'm like, I was a little confused on that. I tried to get him. I messaged him. I was like, oh, I want to get him on the show. You know, he hasn't replied. 
I, well, he's a pretty busy guy. Uh, I know All he's right. got probably four or five uh, 3D printers going. There's a better <laughs> shot of our... Oh, that's nice. This was a different purpose. Is that a flare launcher on the bottom? It absolutely is. We can talk about that as well. So this is our Hoffman Tactical. He uses this. Uh, this is an older design. I think this was his version 2, where he was using a hose clamp for buffer tower support. Many people in, in the 3D printing AR community have also used uh, like U-bolt. U-bolts uh, to support that buffer tower. And uh, there you can see that secondary piece that Rich was talking about. This becomes kind of replaceable that if this mm-hmm. front pin were to break, you can simply replace that one piece. Well, also the way it prints, it's probably in a better structural way. Because if you're printing that upper upright, that's that's the layer lines are in a bad way for that front pin. Yeah, so it's printed. You can see this large flat surface here. So this printed magwell down, and uh, it's a great. Hoffman did a great job in his design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up front there we've got a the are we cool yet thump and grind in thirty seven millimeter, which uh, the cat is out of the bag at this point. But that barrel is actually a specific chain link fence pole. So that's what the barrels are made of for those. You know what? I, I bet you can get a chain link, link fence pole in, in 40 millimeter too, if I'm not mistaken. Or at least that's what I think. I, I have no idea why that popped into my head, but I'm sure that you could uh, with the, uh, and you could even do so legally with the proper forms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so 37 millimeter is completely a okay as a civilian with no forms. That is a signal launcher. And yes, we have 3D printed shells and ammunition and different loads and developments that have all been done for that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Alan, so, Alan, you, sorry, Alan wants to know oh. what filament's the best to print guns with. Uh, you do everything designed for uh, P- PLA Plus because it's easiest to print with. But there, and, there's and some the, others. Yeah, it's one of the most expensive. Uh, I mean, inexpensive. Uh, I mean... Yeah, probably the king of 3D printed guns right now is still probably carbon fiber nylon, but it's tricky. Uh, you got to upgrade your printer off a lot. You got to do heated chambers. You're going to have lots of issues uh, unless you really know what you're doing. And once again, if you're going to spend that kind of money to set up an entire printer just for that, there's other options. <laughs> yeah. How about, how about Pet G? I'm not a big fan of Pet G for firearms. It's because Pet G has a tendency to be a little bit too stretchy. So it's your brittle. Pins, uh, Pet G is actually not brittle. It's very stretchy. PLA is actually brittle. Really? Because I've I've had more things shatter with uh, Pet G than PLA. That's shouldn't really depends on your PLA your Pet G, I guess. Um, so different mm-hmm. manufacturers are going to have different results. That's one of the thing about three D printing is a lot of this stuff is not standardized, particularly when it comes to filament. There's not a lot of standardization out there. No, I don't, and I don't see standardization becoming a thing anytime soon. <laughs> no, it's it's the wild west of, of what's out there. Yeah, Chuck Norris Gun Club wants to know, how about Kevlar fiber? Can you print in Kevlar fiber? Yeah, so I mean, and there's lots of different fibers out there. I will say, though, that 3D printing is not the same material science as, as injection molding. You got to watch out for that fallacy that think, you know, well, if I just throw strength has many, many different meanings, you know, are we talking about tensile strength? Are we talking about compression strength? Are we talking about shock force strength? There's lots of different things to consider when we say, how strong is it? And that's where PLA plus really exceeds for 3d printed firearms. PLA is one of the strongest materials out there in terms of tensile durability, but it needs that plus to have that shock impact resistance. This will be that plus in PLA typically stands for that shock resistance. I gotcha. I gotcha. And the problem with the fibers and things like that is when you're extruding it, it's not a homogeneous mix throughout the entire part. You know, like it is if you injection mold it, you've got all that glass fiber fill and it's really nice and mixed and thorough when you're extruding it out of a 3D printer, you're going to have pockets and you don't really know what you're getting with all those additives like carbon fiber and Kevlar. 
Yeah, that's true. And a lot of them aren't exactly the best either. You get what you pay for it, you know, $20 a roll or, you know, that's the way it goes. And, and that's the truth. Uh, not to, I won't name any names or dog any brands at the moment, uh, unless you want me to. I don't but care. There, there's, you okay. <laughs> so, so GST filament out of Miami, Florida sells for like $9 a roll. And you can buy like 10 rolls of it for a hundred bucks. And probably every, you'll get probably, I would say one out of three prints is going to fail because it's just garbage filament. It's just not high quality. Oh. Um, so if so you're printing cheap. dust collectors, that's, you know, figurines, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Um, but if you're printing like 40, 50 hour prints, I don't oh, want geez. to fail there, there is nothing ro- worse than your 20 hours, 50 hours into a print and a failure. That That's like you, you want to throw things around the room. Yeah. It's- brutal yeah yeah you know uh whenever whenever that happens it pisses me off (laughs) a lot so uh john do you use uh octoprint i do uh i have an occasion but you know it i think it's cool for monitoring i've used it from when i'm at my work i'll monitor the printers through octoprint Mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't use it for slicing. Uh, I actually no, I don't use it for slicing. What slicer do you use? So I use Prusa slicer. Uh, okay, I just really isn't like Prusa, like a better version of Cura, or technically, or did I get that wrong? Technically, it's a better version of Slick Three R. I, I think. Okay, most... that's it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, think... I go ahead. I think most of the the slicers today are pretty on par. I mean, I have been through Simplify 3D. I have been through Cura. I have been through Prisa Slicer. Uh, I paid my $150 for Simplify 3D. And, but that was in the early stages. I started printing probably about six years ago. And back then, there was a big difference. Today, not so mm-hmm. much. I print all my firearms in TPU. <laughs> for those that don't know, that's rubber. <laughs> but actually, totally works, surprisingly. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never thought about actually printing something in TPU that's a fire. Totally works because TPU is only flexible when it's thin. You know, if, like like a rubber, if it's thick enough, it's dense enough, it's going to be actually pretty, pretty rigid. You know what? I want to try to print a firearm in my water soluble. Uh, <laughs> if I got like a dual head, so like when yeah. I print my my supports, I do it in like water soluble, soluble. Um. Um, filament. So maybe I should try printing the whole firearm in water water soluble. I don't know that it would hold up, uh, but it would be really interesting for some content to like you know print the original Liberator in water soluble, take one shot and dump it in the bucket and see what happens. Yeah, uh, the ultimate. I lost him in a boating accident. The, yeah, the ultimate boating accident throwaway. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a cool one. So uh, Scott says you can get it really hard, and that's what she said. Yeah, I actually made uh, a while back for some of my vice jaws. I made them out of TPU. So that was uh-huh. a, a really great option for creating my own softer vice jaws mm-hmm. for clamping mm-hmm. in firearm barrels and not. not yeah, uh, so you don't gouge them finish. up. Yeah, I've only used nice. TPU to like, print out like toys for my kids. Never thought about and, even it for a firearm. And it's figured oh, yeah. It well, I mean, it's perfect for butt pads. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. has has really great applications. Um, you bet. Chuck Norris wants to know if, if it's possible to print a 3D sex doll, which I'm sure it is. You're going to have to have a really big printer or you're going to have a really... Oh, never mind. Uh, you know, I'm sure, sure if you go on Thingiverse and Colts, you can find, find your answer to that one. <laughs> Probably yeah, they search for some a, of those uh, places. Prune them quick. Three D printable flashlight. I printed bearings for my uh, pullback robot. So these are the bearings, the factory bearings, but it comes in a kit and it's like forty five dollars. So I found a bearing online, downloaded it, modified you know the outer diameter, inner diameter, boom, printed it out, 
It's been working for like two weeks now. Pretty excited. What you print them out of? I I, I watched the video PLA. Yeah. Um, I would probably I was gonna recommend that Pet G would actually probably be really good for those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So most of your water bottles, like your you know any of those clear your Evian, all that stuff, all those clear water bottles, those are all pet pet plastic. So Pet G is actually quite good for water. Is, is now I don't know anything about PLA and water. Is you're gonna have a bad time eventually. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll print some spares and Pet G. Yeah, but that's the beauty of 3D printing is it's super cheap and it's not that big of a deal. Uh, the, the PLA will absorb that water. And uh, okay. if you've ever had a older roll of filament, uh, particularly PLA, you will know that it's outside of its real use when it starts oh, when it snap snaps. It. Yeah. yeah. So if, it, yep. if, it, if you can pick it up, it's like older PLA. And instead of it bending real good, what it'll do, of course, this one's actually pretty good. Uh, it'll actually snap. And that's when you know that it's, you got to dry it. So filament is hygroscopic, meaning it absorbs water. And if there's water in it, as it goes through your print head, you'll actually hear it pop because it, it, you know, forms steam and then, you know, squirts out. Yeah. And, and that's I mean, also it depends, what she said. It depends on where you're at. And, uh, you know, if you're in like out in Nevada, you probably don't really need it, but. Here right. where I'm at, I'm like 40% humidity even with the air conditioner running constantly. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I will start seeing a degradation in my personal prints in somewhere around around two to three weeks. So do you use like a dry box or anything like that, like uh, for your spool on the printer? or? So I actually use active heating. Uh, so okay. not only is it a dry box with like desiccant in it, there's actually a, a thermal fan um that'll actually it heats it up to about 55 degrees celsius so all my spools are preheated and come through a little bit more consistently than most oh cool yeah yeah i i gotta set that up i i need to because so i have a partner desk and for those people that don't know what a partner desk is it's like dining room table size and on the other side of my desk is my printers and i don't want them in my office and, and that's why i have octoprint um and also i have spaghetti detective running uh so it's an ai that watches the print so when you print spaghetti it'll notify you or shut down the printer you can determine the actions i really want to have my printers like in my garage or something like that but to do that i would have to have the filament in like desiccant box so it doesn't you know suck up humidity because we're only 100 percent humidity half the year here in florida and this way, I don't hear it. I don't smell it. I, I, I don't know if you smell PLA. And is Ralph out there? Because that's when he's going to make fun of me printing hot uh, that I'm frying rich. But e- even printing at like 210, 220, I, I hate the smell of PLA. Really? It smells I like just, pancakes. It smells sweet like syrup. Uh, I, I don't. I just, I don't want it in my off. I, I don't know. I'm sensitive. I, I know um, like doing fiberglass work, other people won't even smell the resin. Me, I'll have an involuntary reaction and like, you know, pull away from it. So some things, you know, some chemical smells. Yep, there he is, frying rich. Yeah. Dude, you print at ridiculous temperatures. Uh, hey, 350C for PLA is not ah, decent. So, so why were you, why did you get on this idea of printing hot? Did did you, did you um, buy into this idea that it was stronger because it was melting more? Well, that that the layers were bonding better. Can I can I break your heart for a second? Sure, do it. I, 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 I've been trying. I'm off that I've, cake. I've been trying, Mister Snow. So Hoffman Tactical actually did a complete rundown of that at different temperatures with his setup and found that like two ten for PLA was actually the sweet spot. That the hotter. Guess you what got, temperature I've been printing down. at? Yeah. Guess what probably. temperature? <laughs> Perfect. You learned your lesson. What temperature <laughs> were you printing at? 240. Crispy. <laughs> this is probably one of my most... Uh, so I didn't create this. This was done by... Uh, you created digital, part of that? Uh, digital Nimbus. I did create part of this. Digital Nimbus. And this is the Chairman Wan edition. Yeah, this uh, is the one I really like. Yeah, I'm really, really feeling this one. So I, I funny, is... I, I posted this picture on Twitter last night, 
And as a, it, currently, it's got like 50,000 views. So this was rather popular. Yeah. Um, people like this one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Th- this is awesome. So, and of course, for those that don't know, that is a spring-loaded brace. You can see those bars actually come all the way up into the frame, and it, it gets into a wonderful little uh, tight, tight situation there. So look forward to get that out to the range, get some footage up on YouTube, have some fun with that one coming up real soon. That is super cool. And I love the front mag, uh, mag carrier, whatever you want. Or, or but we, we didn't even talk about the uh, special sauce. Yeah. So there's a story about the uh, this wonderful little box up front. It kind of happened all in accident. Uh, Chairman and I, Chairman Juan and I were on a stream together probably two weeks ago, and we were starting to talk about creating some black powder ignition sources. So I bought a bunch of DC booster voltage step ups, and I'm playing around with this idea of. I'm going to be building a black powder 12 gauge slug gun with electronic ignition. That's going to happen. So that'll be fun. Uh, and we're going to actually create the lead projectiles. I'm going to do molds, 3d printed molds that can then be cast uh, in silicone. So we'll rifle the actual projectiles. So it'll be smooth bore. Mm-hmm. Oh man, we're going to have all kinds of fun stuff. Um, but when I had these DC step up voltage and I was creating these arcs of electricity, I said, you know, I could make a I could make a cattle prod out of this, which I did in like 15 minutes. Like I took a dowel rod, made a cattle prod just for fun. And as the logic progression of inspiration goes, I should put this on a gun. <laughs> so that is a stun gun rail attached rifle. And uh it it hits. It uh I, I would absolutely actively avoid uh, getting hit by that. Wait, wait, wait a second. Has there been human trials on this? Yes, there has. I, I was the uh, the, you know, if, I, if I'm going to put. So my goal is to actually release that by like Christmas. That's what I'm working towards. Um, <laughs> and if I'm going to put something out there, I got to I got to test it. So yeah, I took a, I bellied up, manned up, and took a nice hit. And uh, you you stung yourself. I good. certainly did. I certainly did. You're like, hey, honey, you know. So it's, I, I was just picturing, like, I'm getting cut on for my daughter being my camera person. I, I could just see John, like, Han, can you come in here? Honey, do you know the number for 911? I need you to repeat <laughs> that back to me real fast. Make sure we're on the same page. We know what's coming here. If Dial 91, and I'll let you know for the next yeah. number. Try to hit me again. And if I come back, just let it be. But if, you know, maybe be ready. Uh <laughs> So yeah, I took a took a nice hit on my forearm, my left non-dominant hand, and I would put it akin to you know slamming your hand in a car door. Oof, Ooh, that ha- that has to hurt. It 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 wasn't great. Uh, um, I w- I will I will actively avoid it in the future, but I do have to do it at least a couple more times on camera. For some reason. <laughs> so Alan Powell says, "Does she yell taser, taser, taser?" Somebody certainly should have. I will on camera next time I test it. I promise. Uh, are, are you going to do it with a coin cell battery instead? No, I think. No, I think what he's talking about is that cop the yell taser, 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 and had her shot him with block. a bullet. Yep. Um, Chuck Norris well, Gun Club wants to know if it's a defibrillator or it's a medieval device that's not equal to no. A- so what it is from a marketing perspective, let's be clear on this. This is a high-voltage ozone-generating air purifier. Well, there you go. It's mobile. You, can, you, can, you, know, you no longer have to be afraid of, of aerosol viruses when you're carrying around your own ozone generator at the shooting range. I, I thought it was a uh, kindling starter. It, cigar lighter. Yeah, yes. it, w- it would totally function as that. It, it's it's really the multi it's the best multi purpose tool to go on a Glock since you know an O light. Well, although you know, lighting your cigar oh. like that probably. Okay, why? What the hell's up with the O lights all the, on all your builds? <laughs> okay. I actually <laughs> only I only own one O light. That's a bit of a joke between Ralph and I. Uh, I yeah, I, I know. It. I yeah, know. yeah. Poor Ralph. 
poor Ralph. He's he's out there, so that's why it's just, I threw it's that just out as there. good, man. It's just as good. Uh, no, I I think Ola Ola gets a bit of a bad rap, which I mean is deserved um, to some extent. I I think Olights are absolutely fine for you know airsoft um, and range days. Olights are fine. I'm just not going to oh. trust my life to it. I the use print shoot repeat said he he dropped his Olight in the snow, came back months later, it was still there and worked. I believe because that. no one picked it up. You <laughs> <laughs> saw him like that. Like, oh, oh, it's an Olight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it was still there. Where's where this? I got this no name light. They asked me to review it. It's like, uh, yeah, no. You know, no, um, I, it, it is that Olight. The one Olight I have is crazy bright, uh, and I have actually enjoyed it. It's it's so far it's been a good light. It's just a question of. Is it something I'm going to put if I if is it is that the light that's going to go in my truck emergency gun? No, no, it's not. That that's going to be the stream light. It's going to be a surefire. Yeah. The the so, the, the one that goes on my truck gun. You know, I actually do own a truck, don't I? Never mind. Your your wife has a truck. Yeah. Um. Is a is a flashlight that I got at a grocery store, and I got some duct tape. <laughs> taped to the front like all good we are not the same and that's okay (laughs) you you, you do what you got to do uh you know a grocery store duct tape light is better than no light at all yeah yeah but you know growing you know living in the ghetto i don't have that many choices and and john does live in the bad part of town i do yes bad part of my neighborhood at least not yeah but I started off 3D printing um, on a whim, like like bought like a hundred dollar machine just on Amazon. Had no experience with it like six years ago, and said, "Let me just play with this," and it all just kind of blew up. I, I was you know printing toys and stuff for my kids, really figuring it out, learning. Made a lot of models and uh, got got pretty good at at painting, all that kind of stuff, and it really was leading me down a path of what, what I look to do with 3d printing is make stuff that's never really existed before. So here's some examples of some firearms that I've been designing and working with. That is a chairman one frame up there, but then that's kind of a, a aesthetic mod from star Wars um, to create uh, with the DC, the DC 17 clone trooper pistol from star Wars. I was about to say, yeah, I was about to ask if that's what that was. It absolutely is. Uh, and then right below that, of course, is the Judge Dredd lawgiver. Yeah. Um, I am so, the law. That's right. So, you know, it's it's a lot of fun to make stuff that, you know, I can't buy this. Nobody's going to make yes. it. Uh, so this is the kind of stuff that I'm I really would, I would leaning buy towards. It. Yeah. I would buy the Judge Dredd mod. I would carry that as my concealed weapon. But it, that thing's <laughs> pretty cool. I got to come back to that project actually. So it's, there's been several modifications that need to be put in, but actually any like Glock 17 would actually just drop right into a clamshell and it would function. So you, I, I could sell those. So John, what uh, design software do you use? Uh, Fusion 360 currently, uh, although I am looking to step up in SolidWorks as I've I've gotten better at this. I don't have any any kind of engineering background. I've been self-taught on all of this stuff, just figuring out it as I go. Uh, and SolidWorks actually just released a brand new, like this week, like $99 a year subscription base that looks oh, really? really, really nice. Yeah. Hmm. So is that web based, like from a browser, or no? It's, so it's you, you download it onto your computer, okay. but all of the processing power is mostly web based, and the wow. files are saved on web base, and so it, it is handy, uh, especially as I can go from like my laptop to my desktop, and all oh. the files are still there. All right, yeah. Who's who's re- hasn't had a good laugh today? Can you guess what software I use to do my design work? Probably something. I have seen free. your live videos. I, I I am well aware of uh, the Tinkercad addiction and. Uh, yep, free. I started on Tinkercad at one time. 
It's like every freaking episode, Rich. Gee, John, at least I was awake. That well, I know I Got I it. was awake for the show. I was <laughs> a minute before the show. <laughs> Not like I'm falling mean, asleep. I'm as the, the guest show. of honor, I really feel honored that that you come awake and alert and ready to, to spend this time with me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got to learn a better CAD software because I'm like, I don't know how to do that with Tinkercad, and I don't think it's possible. Well, and, and if the, I do learn it how to do it in Tinkercad, it's worthless. So the real issue with Tinkercad is you can't play with friends. You're all on your own. You know, if you're exporting a file out of Tinkercad, you're going to get uh, an, an object STL, file. You're going to get an STL. You know, you're going to get a meshed file which mm-hmm, nobody's mm-hmm. going to edit that with you, or at least right, any right. sane person is not going to mess with that. Right. So that's why you need to step up to at least a Fusion 360. You can get their hobbyist license for free. There is no fee to set up for that hobbyist license for Fusion 360. That's a great place to start. Uh, and that way you can get into the step files to be able to work with other people. Right. Yeah. And Richard Monder is trying to bait three letter agencies to kick in my door. This is like the third message in this chat. Well, Richard Monder, uh, he should get into 3D printing firearms where he is. I think that would go pretty well for him. Uh, oof. Yeah. Richard Monder's from England, in case you don't know. Well, so he needs a looty, is what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was like his countrymen that, that figured yes. that one out. Yep. There you so go. this has been a this this project. Uh, this is the Cobra Nine. So this has kind of taken over my life for about the last year or so. Of a you know, really the only manufactured part on that's the Glock barrel. Everything else is homemade, and that's a so, nine millimeter pistol carbine. Did you three D print the orange hockey puck? That's just the Brownells. Punch oh, it does say brown elves there. Okay, yeah. that was just on. That was just on my workbench. Yeah, uh, Rich and a nineteen oh three Colt pocket hammerless. Rich advertises brown elves for free. Who? Who? I had no idea. I don't know why he advertises brown elves. He's like, I'm a member of the brown elves bureau of propaganda. It's like, did they pay it's for hiding that? all of new? that top secret information on my whiteboard of knowledge? And I just, in case Matt Hoover's watching. Bigger the whiteboard, the more knowledge. That's all I got to say. All right. Well, uh, you can have the Team Uncool banner after the show this weekend. <laughs> Team Uncool. Wow. Hold on. I, I want to get something out of the closet here. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, like, Dark Rich Shooting Gallery New England and I, we all came up with Team Uncool. So I was... I think I stole a version of that brace. Let's see. And I decided I didn't want to print the whole brace because um, it would have taken longer. So I just threw in some EMT between here and here. Yeah, at least you're not calling it a stock. Yes. Again. Well, it's on a Glock. So it kind of—it's a brace. I've got a form. I've got a Glock with a stock. Mm-hmm. I have one yeah. of these from. Uh, oh, that is so cool. Yeah, JFD gave this to me. Ooh. Yeah, one of those little flex brace kind of deals. Yeah, it's like a P, it, the like the P eighty drops right into here, and then hold up. Uh, yeah, Sweet. I, I really like this. See, I don't. Oh, I do have a picture. I'll be done. Um, uh, I, I haven't gotten my onesie yet from uh, BOP, so still wait. Although I haven't checked the mail today. So once a time, once upon a time, there was a a time before braces, and a time when you had to do a form one to be able to create a Glock carbine. So that's mm-hmm. my SBR'd Glock carbine. That's really. That's really cool as hell. And of course, since it's an SBR, we can actually have vertical foregrips, you know, and that's a that's a two stamper um, mm-hmm. where you've got the suppressor, the SBR Glock, 
inside of the clamshell. That's Very really cool. cool. Yeah, it's uh, that's a nice little machine. Uh, that was that that sat in my truck for years uh, before I built up other stuff to have fun with. Yeah, it is the the Roni is still iffy le- legally, as I understand. Yeah, it still is. Um, but if you do your form one, you got your stamp. You know, yeah, if yeah, you're that guy, which I am, I'm okay with that. I don't like it. I hate it. Don't like it, but I'll play by the rules if I have to. Uh, this is probably my other claim to fame um, is I'm still in development of the choo-choo brake. <laughs> I was looking. I'm like, what's the? So I have a, a dream. I have a dream to create a muzzle device that uh, makes a choo-choo sound, like the choo-choo whistle that we all had as children. I want, I want, I want that out of my muzzle brake. All right, Bubba Rub. You guys remember Bubba Rub? No. Nope. That's that's all. That must be local for you. No, it's not. Actually, I think it's Florida. All right. I'm a new Florida resident, so. The latest raid. All right, I'll, let me show you. Because I got to. Because I'm, I'm just going to put this newscast on. This is not really 3D printing, but when you said it was choo choo break, it, it made me think. Oh, the whistle tips? Yeah, Bubble Rub, man. I didn't know his name. I know Whistle Tips. I can't believe you. Oh. I don't know Bubble Rub's name. Kids is driving parents and entire neighborhoods crazy. It's called a Whistle Tip, and it's welded inside a car's muffler to make the car screechingly loud for nearly a mile. Well, tomorrow night, Oakland residents will be complaining officially to City Hall officials. Crown Force Mark Jones has the story live in Oakland. This Had to be one of the two. Pam, city residents have been told this noise is perfectly legal, so tomorrow they hope to start the process to change the law. Nearly every muffler shop in Oakland is installing Whistler tips. It's a piece of metal welded inside. Just waiting for the bub rub. That makes the car audible for almost a mile. That's annoying to smell. Tell me about the whistles. The whistles go woo! Anybody that has it in their neighborhood. That's the bub rub. Crazy. It sounds like what? Well, you want to woo woo? It's that whoop whoop. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, he's called. He, no, look, look, look. They even put his name down as Bub Rub. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just get that. You look. They even put his name as Bub Rub. Bub Rub. He's a whistle you know fan. Then you got the flows. They didn't trip off the flow masters. And decoration, man. It's just yeah. for decoration. That's, that's it. it. And that's all, man. We do it So for when decoration. I take the choo-choo break public, yeah, I'll have to get in touch with Bob Rub for my, <laughs> my release video. Some sponsorships. Yeah, that's Bub Rub, man. I can't believe you guys think the Bub Rub reference. I, I don't know if you saw the last frame, but they're welding next to the gas tank. More power to you. So, you, so you, you actually you, you actually gotta, want to weld on a full tank. Yeah, well you got to Actually the, full tank is better than a empty tank. Correct. Yeah, cuz it's the actual vapors. Vapors, that that vapors go boom. Full tank of gas is totally fine. So yeah, you actually when you do welding on a gas tank it's better to have it full. Damn, John. You are like a jack of all trades. And I don't want to say the second part. Actually, the second part Let me be that guy for a second. You're going to be that guy because I know that that isn't the correct phrase. Yeah, so Shakespeare actually came up with that. And it says, you know, better to be a jack of all trades than a master of one. So it's not a master of none. It's a master of one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So certainly. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm into that. I've got, you know, the the machine lathes. I've got the mills. I've got, you know, the surface grinders. I can weld. Um, I, I love it. It's a great change of pace when I'm not riding a desk job all day. To go home and make stuff. I'm I'm not a master of, I mean I, I'm not a jack of all trades, but I'm I am a master of none. <laughs> <laughs> so and John and I were were kind of do a lot of similar things tech wise, and a lot of times I can't even tell people. Not that I can't speak the words; it's not that it's top secret, but I can't explain it in a way people would understand what I do. So the ability to come home and manufacture something, and 
you know, whatever in the physical world is very cathartic for me that I can actually, you know, whether it's building a shed or changing the oil on a car or, or something like that, I, cause you can point at that and tell people, yes, I built that. I did that. I and they understand t- it. I, I made a touchless fingerprint reader. Touchless. Yeah. So you can basically, let's say you have it like on your, you have it like here, right? And someone is close enough to you and they wave. We read their fingerprints. The camera has that a high enough cool. resolution to pick up the camera, the fingerprints. Uh huh. Interesting. My first job out of college, I was actually a network admin. So I worked oh. for like a, a small school. I was a single man IT uh, department for 150 Yikes. end users. Oof. 150 end users uh, ran three exchange servers and uh, fiber optic jump and patchwork. I, I did it all. It was it was wow. it was a nightmare. <laughs> wow. Uh, and what I'd always tell people it's it's not that I'm necessarily smarter than you. It's just that I'm really good at Google. <laughs> I mean that. I I always hate that when people ask you things or, or uh, I guess. Control Pew has it. it it's um, where, where, what is his? He's got like a part of his website dedicated to all of the answers you would ask me. You know, the guide, um, the Control Pew, the guide. guide. That's it, the guide. So it's like I'm always like if I reach out to him for something, I'm like I'm not gonna ask him without looking already. Are we cool yet? Has a video game. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you go to the Are We Cool Yet dot org. The answer to the guide is actually like an 8-bit video game that goes through exploring 3D printing, materials, 3D printers, all kinds of stuff. It's actually kind of fun. Well, that's really oh, cool. cool. So, it, I mean, Are We Cool Yet? Is there, There's a big rift in the 3D printing community. There's there's several different groups from Igloo, from Black Lotus, to Are We Cool Yet, um, to Deterrence Dispense and Control Pew. And, you know, many of them don't like each other. Why Some is of that? us. Some of it is they claim that designs were stolen, uh, bad representation, um, all those things. And, and I mean, ultimately, John, why does anybody not like another person? Personality conflicts. Nine times out of ten, oil and vinegar, they're just not going to get along. True. Because I, serious, I, you know, I'm like skating along the surface on this stuff and so I I know Vin and Vin is in Are We Cool Yet? I I know Control Pew a little bit. Vin's dude, with deterrence should... dispense. Oh, deterrence. Oh, all right. So I'm like, see, you you've already broken it. Already, you're you're kicked that's, out. That's you're, it. You're excellent. I'm out. Oh well, that's how it is then. Yeah, I know there's uh there are some I I don't really talk. It's like dirt, right? Who yeah, it's cares? just drama. It, it's drama, so I'm not going to say, hey, this can, th- this group doesn't like this group or this guy doesn't like this guy, but there seems to be a lot of it in the 3D printing community. No, not really. I, I think that there's a vocal minority like in anything. You know, well, I mean... <laughs> you hear a lot about it. Uh, how about that? Yeah, yeah Yes, absolutely. vocal minority is the... Yeah, listen, Jerry Springer was a popular television show for a very long time because it was exciting and people love drama. Uh, so and it's not that the groups themselves, I don't think any of the groups really ideologically hate each other. It's just there's a couple individuals in there that really don't like each other and they make it known. And, you know, you are an individual that gets represented by the group you're in. And hey, now we've got identity pot- politics that are, you know, a bad start to begin with. Funny story about. Jerry Springer, my nephew is autistic, and uh, J- the Jerry Springer show called my brother-in-law to invite him to be on the show. My brother-in-law was like, "No, why would I be on the show? Your brother's a smart man." My brother-in-law was like, "No, why would I want to be on the show?" And uh, my nephew, who's autistic, is laughing, and uh, and he goes, "Jesse, why are you laughing?" He goes. I called the Jerry Springer show and said that my dad's having sexual relations with the dog. <laughs> oh, my, my brother-in-law is so pissed off. Oh, my. He was like, oh. for him. That's good times. It, it, he was so pissed off. He just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. So after my first plane crash, I got a call from Jerry Springer? Uh, Montel. No from a producer from Montel Williams. They asked if I want to be on the show. I'm like, no, 
No. That was that was your chance. You know, I mean, they say all publicity is good publicity. You could have tested that out. Mm, yeah, no. I don't want to be that crash test dummy. Pass. Nice. So this is my other recent build. Uh, I worked Ooh. a lot with uh, 2A 3D print on this one. This is a 17 long. So that is a full 6-inch barrel Glock. It is a beast of a gun. Um, this is a Fury or Zafari, however you want to pronounce it today. Uh, slide that's been Cerakoted white along with a Hollow Sun 507 that's been Cerakoted white as well. So this is our Snow White edition of the... Chairman One Seventeen Long, and this is the gun that I will be running at the Makers Match come cool. March uh, in Saint Augustine, Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That looks really cool. It's quite the shooter. Uh, at first, I thought that this like extra mass up here was actually kind of ugly, not having that rail. No, no, no. I, I like it. Well, I quickly realized that this extra weight up front actually really holds down the, the muzzle flip muzzle rise yeah it looks like it's made out of peanut butter fudge i don't like peanut butter fudge but i i, I like that texturing that is wild well, that's what i'm talking about like i don't know like next to my beach house there's a candy kitchen um and candy kitchen in like delaware maryland is like this place that sells all this type of fudge and John went to the beach house to talk to the architect about the dimensions of the moon pool for his submarine. Everybody's got to have a hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, and, and for some reason, looking at that, it reminds me of, like, when I was in there, like, yesterday. Like, the lines on the fudge look Your marble fudge? Yeah, it looks similar to that, so. I get where you're coming from that. I don't know. I don't know why it made me think of that. Maybe I'm still sleeping. I don't know. It's well, I won't say what it makes me think of in, you know, wrinkly skin. But yeah, I could see where you're coming from that. Old people. Sure, we'll go with that one. <laughs> um yeah, so I mean that's the kind of stuff I'm up to. I'm just uh 3D printing all kinds of stuff and, and having a blast. Uh, I'm not really selling anything. Uh, I'm just having a good time and create all this stuff and give it out. That's really cool. That that brings me to my final question. Why do you do this? Why do you give out your designs everywhere? Why? So lots of reasons. First off, I mean, I think we need to normalize the hobby of personal manufactured firearms. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw the popular front documentary on Jay Stark, I, I, I loved the documentary. I thought it was really cool. But if this is our champion telling the world that this is a safe hobby that we, you know, Jay Stark's awesome, what he accomplished and what he did, but he's not the spokesman that I want for mm-hmm. my senators mm-hmm. and my congressmen. Mm. He is not the spokesman that I want for my local community about what it means to be a ghost gun builder, what it means to be a 3D printed firearm designer. So I, I kind of came out into the world of YouTube only a year ago and started to put myself out there to say, I got young kids. I'm happily married for 15 years. And, you know, this is a totally normal, legitimate hobby. Yeah. But Jay, Jay Stark, where he was located at, he had no other option but to go masked. Absolutely. Um. But even there, you know, I mean, once again, not to speak ill of Jay Stark, but leave. If, you know, if you're living under tyranny constantly, yeah, get away. Um, Voting with your feet type thing. You, you got to pick. Yeah, you got to pick your hills to die on. And, you know, your line in the sand, whatever you want to say, if, you know, it, I mean, he felt like he wanted to step up to that and change stuff. And I think that's very valid, too. But. This is where we are now. Yeah. Um, like one of my Italian cousins really, really, he, he, he's more American than a lot of Americans. And he would move <laughs> here in a, in a second if he could. But immigration is just so hard to get to this country. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But, John was telling me this story. So this guy has a master's degree. 
Uh, no, that's, that's another guy, but yeah, this, you have a master's. Oh, you were talking about the, my, uh, no, my other cousin. That's okay. Uh, my wife is Italian, right? Uh, and, uh, like, uh, I'll tell the, I'll tell the, well, I will, I'll, one of my, one of my Italian cousins really like guns and like 30 printed guns, but they really can't do it over there. Cause it's really no, no. Uh, but that's what I was going to say. But Rich is talking about the my other Italian cousin because um, my wife is Italian. So a lot of Italian cousins um, uh, who has a doctorate, but the um, a PhD. But the job market sucks so bad over there. that <laughs> She's cleaning houses. The PhD. Yep. And can't get into the u.s you can't get try she wants to immigrate to the u.s but can't get into the u.s and she has a phd <laughs> yep that's unbelievable but yet you know you could you know fly to mexico come on right in through no problem <laughs> that's um, i'm telling richard bonder get a sombrero come on in yeah so i mean there's options i mean yeah no it's it is a process so my uh my wife's parents are first generation immigrants coming in they had to uh, they had quite the story in the 1980s actually being chased out of the country by Ceausescu in Romania. Um, so, you know, running the border kind of stuff and six months, not sure if who's alive, who's dead. Um, so certainly, but there, there's, you know, if you don't like your situation, do everything you can to change it. And in, if nothing else, yes, fight. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I have to get to a, a Cub Scout pack meeting tonight with my son. I got to give out awards. You know, you have the nu- I have the number of scouts who get each reward, but I don't remember who gets what. So, yeah. well, hopefully that power nap got you ready. No, I kind of <laughs> want to go back to sleep. Um, I, I okay. Here's the thing, right? I hardly ever sleep. So when I when I sleep, I just want to sleep. And I want to sleep, but I can't <laughs> sleep. So now I got to wait until I get home. But then I'll try to get my youngest to sleep and I'll go to sleep, I think. It's not good. The candle that burns twice as bright burns twice as fast. Set up yourself a routine, man. You're going to burn yourself out. No, d- dude, I've, I've been this way. Since I was probably like seven, eight years old, be the change you need to be. So <laughs> no, probably probably earlier than that. I've been like this way forever. When I was we're uh, gonna, like, we're gonna bust out the Tony Robbins on you. We're gonna fix this. No, I, I guess when I was like in like elementary school and stuff, I would uh, I would still stay up very very late till one two o'clock in the morning. Um, which is kind of late for like a five, six year old, but I don't know. It's just the way I've always been. Just put the gremlins on the TV. Let it play. No, no. I mean, dude, I, I, sometimes I, I do my best thinking in the middle of the night. And then John calls me about 1am. Yeah. And what do we talk about? String theory. Nice. Yep, because my wife won't talk to me about it. Because every time I wake her up, she tells me to leave her alone. One time, my she, one time, uh oh, Max Hedrum is gone. <laughs> he did. That's some Max Hedrum effect, man. All right. Well, hopefully he'll be back. Um, if not, what's the problem? Yeah, he's having an issue pre-show similar to that. But all right, so, uh, didn't. Congratulations on Walter to Eagle Scout family. That's a big deal. That is really cool. Congratulations, Walter. I want to get some custom 3D etch lowers made. Hit me up. Yep. I'll hit you up or whatever. If I had money, I'd, I'd be at Walter's right now spending it. And if Walter's going to shot, I want to go hang out with that dude. I, I believe he is. Dude, not, not that I, I know in any recent weeks, but. We're, we're hanging out, Walter. You and I. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Snow says they're after me. They are after you. Just, just, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll just come over and chase them away for you. Yeah. All right, Rich. Alrighty, so tomorrow we have Bulletproof Blondie. 
on the show. Yeah, she's like an I'm, Instagram model. I know it wasn't until you sent me a picture. I was like, oh, she was like, I figured like I said a legit today. model. Yeah, well, she's actually uh, was working as a photographer. She she did wedding photography. Oh, nice. So I saw her over on um, boy, uh, Smash Time Show. Mm-hmm. I, I had his real name in my head. And I, uh, so Smash Time Show, and uh, yeah. I I thought yeah, she stuff. was just a pretty face, but knew she she knows her stuff. So I, I was super impressed. I'm like, let's get her on. Oh, by the way, someone offered to pay me to end my show. How much are they? What's my cut? That's all I want to know. No, no, they wanted me to do stuff on another channel. Hmm. hmm. Which I thought was kind of crazy, but whatever. Good money too. What'd you say? Uh, you got to bring your sidekick, Rich, with no, you. No, I or? said no. I'm not interested. Oh. I want to do my own stuff. Why well, I thought that's mine. Well, okay then. So uh, let's close out the show. I got to make dinner. And uh, so if you find me on the web, you would find me at flyingrich.com or youtube.com slash flyingrich or on the grams, flyingrich underscore. And since uh, Mr. Snow's webcam went down, pretend like you're Mr. Snow. Um, I'm not that cool. And tell people where to find you at. Um, let's see. I, so Mr. Snow makes on Instagram and actually Mr. Snow's website, uh, YouTube channel. Is it Mr. Snow? I'm searching right now. I want to make sure I get it right. Mr. Snow makes on YouTube also. So Mr. Snow makes on the grams, Mr. Snow makes on YouTube. And I'm guessing he's Mr. Snow makes on Twitter also. Yep, yep, that is it. I, you can find me here. You can find me at John Crump News, and you can find me over at Amelian and read my stuff. With that said, what am I going to say? It starts with a W. Wolverine's but And here I am alone. Good night, folks. See you tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern Time.